This is episode number 14 of Under 10, a mini intimacy podcast with Dr. Jessica Tartaro. That's me. This week's podcast covers an advanced topic, and I think you're ready for it. Last episode, I talked about getting your butt to bed and letting the sun set on your anger so that you have perspective to bring to your relationships. This week, I want to dive a little deeper into relationship pitfalls and introduce you to the classic relationship blunder of blaming. When I say blaming here, I'm referring to aiming your frustration and anger and sadness at the person or people both physically and emotionally closest to you. Not because it's actually their fault that you are suffering, but because in the moment when steam is rising off of your head, it's very possible that A, you incorrectly believe it is their fault, and B, you also believe you will feel better if you make them feel as miserable as you do. From a clear-headed state, we can probably agree that blaming our loved ones for our pain is not a wise relationship choice, but it's a whole different thing in the moment of misery and overwhelm when you may see no other option but to take aim and fire. Just nod your head on the other side of this podcast. I know you've been there before. So this is a tough one. Bear with me while I try to spell out the nuances. The people we are closest to are in our inner circle precisely because we trust them to love us even and especially when we have claws and scales coming out of our hands and feet. You may have people like this in your life now or in the past. The more these folks keep loving us through our pain, the closer we get to them. This could be a partner or partners. It could also be a sibling or a parent or friend. Here's the risk. The closer we get to them, the more slippery the slope becomes between taking responsibility for our feelings and lashing out at our intimates when we are hurt. Because we feel so safe in their company, we lose a lot of our filters. And if we don't have a practice of grounding our pain and noticing ourselves in moments of high intensity with kindness to ourselves, then we run the risk of blaming the people we trust the most when we are hurting. I told you it's a tricky topic. You could call it a classic relationship blunder. Okay, by this point, if you, like me, are a hardcore Princess Bride fan, you will have already recognized the reference. It was Vicini, of course, the Sicilian mastermind from The Princess Bride, who coined the phrase, the classic blunder. As a Sicilian myself, I cannot help but love Vicini. If you don't know The Princess Bride, then viewing this 1987 cult classic is your first homework for the week. I'm serious. In an iconic scene towards the beginning of the film, Vicini and Prince Wesley are dueling in a battle of wits to determine who will drink the poisoned goblet. We are led to believe that Wesley has poisoned one of them, but we don't know which one. Each man chooses a cup and drinks. The music builds in suspense as Wesley calmly says to Vicini, You guessed wrong. In response to which Vicini, bursting with glee, delivers his famous lines. You only think I guessed wrong. That's what's so funny. I switched glasses when your back was turned. 
you fell victim to one of the classic blunders, the most famous of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia. But only slightly less well known is this, never go up against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Vicini screeches in laughter until in mid-laugh he keels over, stone cold dead. It's very funny. I will not spoil your homework by explaining what happens next. It's so good. But may it suffice to say that when we actually commit the classic relationship blunder of blaming our loved ones for our pain, it's a lot less funny than an action-adventure comedy. It's quite tragic, actually. One of the worst parts is that the blaming doesn't help at all. It makes the pain so very much worse because... In addition to what was initially weighing us down, we have now alienated our greatest support and will very likely need to apologize and clean this up before we can get back to our need for help and comfort for the initial thing. Plus, it's possible we will feel shame for lashing out, taking us further away from connection. It can get very gnarly very fast. But hang in there with me, there is some good news in here. I spend a lot of my week coaching couples. In one particular session last week, one member of the couple was talking about how he feels trapped by various factors in their relationship. His partner quickly replied with, right, and you seem to think that I am responsible for trapping you. He agreed that he does that. She was flushed with frustration. I found myself responding to him in this way. Yes, you're right. You feel trapped. It's a true and very real feeling. Where you're off target is that your spouse isn't the one trapping you. A very important discussion ensued. It turns out both of them in different ways feel trapped by their lives. And they discovered that rather than separating them, the trapped feeling could actually serve as a bridge for empathy and connection between them as long as they stop the blaming. Catching the tendency to blame opened up possibilities for these two to give support that they both very much need in this stressful time in their lives. The alternative pathway to, blame, to blaming and falling prey to this classic relationship blunder is identifying the feeling under the desire to blame and asking for support around that. Because all along, the need to blame was coming from a need for support. Rather than, you are trapping me, an option for communication could be, I feel trapped, I know it's not because of you, and I need your support to talk about this. Instead of shooting a hole in our sources of support, the harder but by far more effective tool is to stay vulnerable and receptive and ask for the support imperfectly and honestly. You can even start with a simple help and go from there to find the rest of your words. It can make all the difference when we most need the people closest to us at our sides. For this week's homework, Number one, watch The Princess Bride. Even if you've already seen it before, watch it again. It will deliver an infusion of hilarity that will not hurt your intimate life. Number two, in your moments of overwhelm this week, 
Notice your impulse to identify a bad guy. Someone who you can point a finger at and say, it's you, you're the one causing my hurt. It's okay to feel the urge to do this. At the moment when your finger wants to point outward, try turning your finger towards your own heart and breathing. In fact, do it right now. Turn your finger, your entire palm even, towards your heart and take a breath. Holding your heart and breathing as a regular practice can tone the muscle of self-reflection enough that you're more likely to catch your finger turning outward and come back to the familiar palm on your heart. I'm doing this with you right now. Just try it. Remember that the precious human underneath that palm deserves support. So let's work to settle the parts of your defenses that would inadvertently get in the way of you receiving that support. And just keep in mind as you practice this week to avoid all sorts of classic relationship blunders. Never go up against a Sicilian when intimacy is on the line. I couldn't resist. If you're enjoying my podcast, please consider sharing it with one or two others this week who might also enjoy my episodes and consider the option of leaving me a review on Apple Podcast as well. Thank you for your support. This is Dr. Jessica Tartaro with Under 10, a mini podcast on intimacy. Oh, oh, oh.